0: Mr. Rahman, welcome to Al Jazeera and welcome to this show. Thank you. Let me start off with a question that derives from the name of this show. Uh, you have received an impressive number of awards. Uh, can you tell me what separates winners from non-winners, both metaphorically and literally? Uh, what separates those whose work gets recognized in due time from those who don't get that?
1: In my opinion, I don't. I didn't, I never research things, that how to win or anything, I just want to be passionate. And uh, I am a believer, I believe, believe in uh, God and I feel that my success is, you know, because of God. And, uh, and because of that, it gives me even more immense drive to work towards passionately and do something uh, and I take a different route every time. So I keep that passion going on I've been doing music for 20 years and uh, you might get bored suddenly so I don't want that to happen so when you take a different route of course it feels right when you take the same route as somebody else taken then it's very difficult to beat that so that in my opinion that was one of the most interesting things which happened to me which is great
0: you have recently shocked everyone when you said that you never compose or create for more than 20 minutes in the studio or 30 minutes on the outside uh, and for years the world took uh, for granted the words that uh, talent is 10 percent inspiration and 90 percent perspiration and now you have proven
1: them wrong. I feel that creativity is not like something you sit and beat yourself and you get it out. It's like you feel at ease, you feel at calm you feel, and then you get the best ideas. Under pressure, some of the ideas come in, but that that's that doesn't repeat. It it exhausts you. Uh, There are two different things which I talked about. The the main creative idea of of a thing, like a tune, you 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 can't try too hard on that. It just comes out, and you feel that whatever uh, state of mind you are, like the pure state of mind, the the tune actually reflects that. But the production of that, like uh, you know, dressing it up, that takes time. But what I talked about, and that was the nucleus of it. The idea of it, the core, you know, heart of it. It's just you should not spend too much of time on that. If you spend then something is wrong. So what is your art of motivation? Uh, if I'm doing a movie, I try to take the script in myself and, and 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 take it inside, soak it dissolve in it. And then I don't I don't immediately work, I just leave it in my system. And then a couple of days later I get, oh, I can do this for that. I can do this. So it comes like that. And then in a pure state of mind I sit uh, you know, either in my with my piano or my keyboard and then I start doing some ideas and and then I don't judge it. Two late two days later I just hear it back. That, this is the twenty second, twenty minute thing I was talking about. Twenty minutes or fifteen minutes, that's it. I don't sit there for one hour sitting there, oh let me get a tune. <laughs> because I feel that that I don't know, some people in my work for me it causes fatigue. I mean, but when I'm orchestrating something or when I'm uh, programming something, when I sit for longer hours. But.
0: For your work in Slumdog Millionaire, you have received two Oscars, Golden Globe, two Grammys. Uh, were you expecting or were you surprised by such a huge success? And how is your life different after the Slumdog Millionaire?
1: You know, the sensibilities of, of, of any art is so different from region to region what is so good for Indians maybe you know over the top for the West what is good for the West will be too light for Indians but I'm I've been trying to fit in both the worlds for the past 10 years I did a musical Bombay Dreams with, you know with Andrew Lloyd Webber and Lord of the Rings musical and on all the stuff and slowly I was trying to get the feel of what is art in a different perspective you know what is music in a different perspective so sitting in London or sitting in America, thinking about that. And then when I, when Danny Boyle came to me and said, AR, it'd be really nice if you do the music. Um, I said, there's some script about some reality show. And I didn't even, was not even interested. And suddenly I said, maybe I should do this because Danny is such a great director and he could turn anything, you know, to gold. <laughs> because the person who drives it is so important. And I watched the movie and just, called him and said this is an amazing movie, I want to do it. So we started working, when we, when we started working, I knew, uh, I was trying to get a balance of what I would do in India but at the same time have uh, work on it a little more so it's also different for the West. And Danny would of course pick up the stuff which is impressive for me, he's got a Western ear, but he also likes the whole, uh, the, the passion and energy of India, Indian music. So he got the best out of he. he both of us jammed, and he, somewhere we got into a sound which everybody loved, and we got the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> so it's I think it's a combination of I could do many things, uh, like just for India, and which may not be liked from Western perspective, and do something for the West which India may not like. But I think it's a blessing that you know some of the stuff everybody likes, like a Mumbai theme, which uh, was done for the movie Bombay was. Uh, it's then every underground, you know, compilation, and is used for ads, and you know, in Australia and America, and so certain things happen. I think that it um, transports a person, it you know, beyond language, and, and that's what music is supposed to do.
0: now you have both Hollywood and Bollywood on your plate so to speak. Uh, which one is your preference and why?
1: I prefer what drives me. If I, if I get a very interesting project back in India and I feel that I'm not gone past that thing and I feel that I'm motivated and compelled to do it, I don't care whether I'm doing a Hollywood or Bollywood, you know? I, I do it. Music is something which is, you don't now I'm in a position where I can just do music and give it out free put it on Facebook or YouTube or let people enjoy it. I do that sometimes without any, you know, commercial thing in it. Just for the sake of giving, out of giving to people.
0: Once you said if war or politics was a topic of a project, you would never accept that. Uh, why these two and has the list expanded now?
1: I think, uh, for me, people are in so much of depression. People are in sadness, people are in trouble. And then you do a movie which is again about trouble. Unless it's redeeming enough, unless it's, it's a catharsis, It's not worth doing it and putting people in the same state of mind. I want people to, you know, go in another world, transport them through art and give them hope. Those kind of movies I love and not again getting confused or you know, do something which is, so that's the reason, that's the reason, so I'm very particular about what movies I choose and that reflects on my music too. Do a
0: The music industry is referring to you as a genius and a Mozart of Madras. Were you composing as a child and how did it all begin? Uh, I read somewhere that your mother sold off your sister's wedding jewelry uh, to buy your first musical equipment. How did it all begin?
1: It's true, I think um, like every family you know who strive hard to make their children's, I think my mother had to decide to sell a, you know, my, mo- my sister's jewellery to get my first 16-track and, and I was so guilty that what if I fail in this, you know? Everything is gonna get jeopardized. But everything went well, by the grace of God. My father was a composer, so that legacy and his aura was there always. When I used to go in the, play in the studios, people would say, oh, my father was a great man, he gave me work, and uh, so there was something like, inside me I have to keep up with what my father did or maybe go further. But I, and uh, it so happened that I started music like a profession, like I had to set up equipment, I had to play, and then it became a passion when I started composing. When I started composing, I felt like a kind of pure feeling which, and when people started liking it, it's, it's an amazing feeling when you, when you write something. And, and then when I got my first success, Roja, I've, I was really, really sure in my mind that this is going to be my last film and I want to do something else than movies. But but the people and, and the love and the awards and everything sucked me in so much that I was I'm still doing movies I'm still still going on, and but the way I'm motivated is changing. Initially, I was motivated with love of, of the people, and then I was motivated with my fame, which I could do many many things with the fame, you know, and music. Uh, it's a byproduct of my music, and uh, so then I'm motivated with that, sending messages of cultural connection, bridges and all this stuff. Uh,
0: Do you feel that artists, celebrities, worldly known people have some sort of responsibility to raise awareness to certain bad issue like poverty, war, civilian massacres?
1: Uh, Should they do that and can they help? Well, it is a pattern, it's become a pattern. It, it, It doesn't, it's really, really good if somebody does it, they have the time, but people are respecting you only for your art and if you, Do all this stuff and it's going to take away your passion of your art and then you do other stuff nobody's going to listen to you till i'm successful as a musician people are going to listen to me so i have to take care of that first and then this time for the other things so as long as i'm not pulled into too many things which is going to deviate my art i'm fine with that
0: after doing an anti-poverty theme song for United Nations you have established your own AR Rahman uh, Foundation in India. Uh, what is the main aim of this foundation?
1: The foundation is the goals, a millennium goals about eradicating poverty by 2015. Many countries have signed but I don't know what they're doing and uh, my aim was to raise awareness for that and in that I discovered that. What if I really go hands-on and do music education and try to connect people and divert them from being uh, in a vacuum or in doing nothing, but like being musicians, you know, making them musicians? And we're trying to do that for the past three years, and we, I think, succeeded in a way where we have thirty to forty children now. We are expanding more. We're teaching strings instruments, which nobody's ever willing to learn and uh, it's so beautiful to see them blossom into this beautiful players. <laughs>
0: You are influenced by classical music, and you yourself are undoubtedly an artist, yet you're very commercial. Normally, those two don't collide. Don't collide. Does a true artist have to make sacrifices or compromises for his art, his work, to become commercial?
1: The problem is, I am in in a wide range of musical landscape because I do pop film stuff, uh, orchestral scores, working with the London Philharmonic, LA Philharmonic, at the same time working with the Pussycat Dolls. (laughs) So my range, because I'm a film composer, I had to do everything. Uh, It's hard to pin down to a sound, which I want to do in the future. We probably do an album, which is just one sound. And, um, but I'm musically, I think it's, it's, it's excited me for me, exciting journey for me to discover many different styles and having the school and going to a whole new route of musicality, which I always wanted to go.
0: Speaking about new routes, you are here in uh, Sarajevo, Bosnia for the first time. What brings you here and are you planning collaboration with an artist from this region in one of your new projects, for example?
1: Bosnia has a strange connection, I, uh, somebody, when I started my music, uh, um, five years I never did any concerts, and suddenly a, a gentleman came to me from Malaysia, said, I'm doing, I want you to do a, uh, you know, like Bosnian fundraising concert. I said, okay, I can do that. And I felt really good doing that, because at that time, 96, Bosnia was in a different state. and And that made me do my first concert. So when I then met, when I was doing The Lord of the Rings, I said, I want some exotic singer, like Hungarian or something. And then, oh, we don't have Hungarian, we have a Bosnian singer. I said, Who's this Bosnian singer? And then, then came Alma, Alma Ferovic, and I was introduced to her. And then she was a part of the whole, you know, people loved her and her whole exoticness and singing and the and action and the way she looks and all this stuff. Um, so she'd been calling me to Bosnia for almost five six years and I came to England for a movie called Kocharyan and and they said we don't need you now so I said okay I'll come there and go to visit Bosnia and I came to Sarajevo and I love the place it's so beautiful people are smiling and there's great food and beautiful nature and it feels good really really nice
0: You compose for movies, musicals, you sing, uh, you have concerts with philharmonics and now you have your own band, super heavy. Uh, you even uh, got mid Jagger in it to sing in Sanskrit. How did it happen?
1: The, the band was um, an incredible opportunity. I was uh, in 2008 when Uh, Some of the miserable things happened in my life, like there was a Bombay shootout, it was very sad to see that very cruel thing which happened. They were shooting out everybody in Mumbai and then my sound engineer died and there was a flood in my little studio. And I was like, almost like felt like my whole world has come to an end, you know. And that's when this call came and said, AR, you need to, I'm with Mick Jagger. So Dave Stewart called me, I am with Mick Jagger and we were thinking of forming a band. And we want you to be a part of it. And I said, "Yeah, okay." I was saying, and when I left, I straight away went to the session, and I saw Mick Jagger and Joss Stone and Dave Stewart all in this famous Charlie Chaplin's, you know, old studio where *We Are the World* was recorded with Michael Jackson. It was surreal. I had pinched myself and saying, "Oh my God, am I with these guys?" And and I've never played for anyone for a long time. I've always played my own music. So in the band, you have to be spontaneous and you have to start playing uh, stuff.
0: Born a Hindu, and then at one point in your life, uh, you got influenced by Sufism and converted to Islam. Not just you, your entire family. Uh, I'm assuming it's not that common thing to do in India. What happened? What influenced you?
1: My journey was a very a journey, a family journey was a very personal journey. We went through um, many things in childhood because of my father's illness, and uh, so. The the Sufi path, the, the the Sufi healer whom we met kind of led us into this way and uh, we never turned back from then because it was a very personal um, path which it took and then when I did my first movie I said I want a different identity because I am in this new zone of thing. I want to feel that. I want to just drop away all my complexes, my failures, my sadness and I took the, the zone of a Sufi would say who would not react to extreme happiness or extreme sadness. He'll be in the middle path where everything is fine for him. So, though it's very difficult being an artist because you're so vulnerable and um, you need to have a very, very tender heart to create music. Uh, I try my best to balance.
0: You have done pilgrimage to Hajj several times. You have changed your lifestyle in accordance with Islam. Uh, You pray five times a day. Uh, How and did this conversion to Islam influence also your art, your music, your creation process?
1: Music and and the faith is so interconnected for me because I... Whenever I sit for composing I feel that all my music has ended and if nothing new comes I'm finished. So there is a kind of anxiety and there's a kind of uh, doubt till I get till I'm filled with something beautiful which comes. I believe that it comes from divinity, and, and I'm just like a, an instrument. And, uh, so it revives my faith every time something good happens. What do you think about
0: image of Islam today?
1: In my opinion, um, I'm not a politician, I, I don't know how to judge what is happening. And you can't just paint the same picture on anyone. Like these people are bad, these people are good. Um, So I've seen goodness in everybody and I can see bad also, but I don't want to see it. (laughs) I just want to see, like I work, personally work with um, a lot of Jewish people out in Hollywood and they're lovely, they're like my family and they treat me like the family. And um, same way when I am in India, a lot of my friends my you know my musicians my singers the hindus christians you know muslims all kinds of people non believers too you know like many directors are atheists <laughs> so you need a state of mind to respect everything what people believe and uh, and all i'm concerned is what am i what image i'm setting to my family and uh, what how great a human being i could be to reflect you know my enlightenment I am very inspired by the teachings of Sufi um, Khajakari Garib Nawaz who comes from Ajmer. So he says that um, a Sufi has to be like the river, the river does not block water for this religion, that religion it gives to everyone. Be like the sun, the sun gives light to everyone, not this sect or this. Nation or that nation, and and be like by um, the air where it everyone can breathe. So I want to be unconditional in my life. I want to um, be follow that advice where I want to be giving to everyone. Not I'm nice to this person or this religion or that religion. Uh, and my faith is my personal thing. And I I feel purified in a way. I feel. Um, redeemed in a way and, and same my family feels the same thing and, and when the problem is when you try to judge people and tell them that this is how it should be, this is how it should be. I think it's a personal enlightenment in everyone. If they find the truth, they have to come to the truth and they would come. By telling people that this is good, this is good, they're not going to do that. But by being an example uh, as a great human being like like what the prophet is, when, when you see the hadith, peace be upon him, that he is a mercy to the world. And I believe that every person in this religion could be that, like become the mercy to the world. And that's gonna change everything. And if you believe that, then there's, a, there's only one thing, which is love. And uh, giving rather than judging people.